is Sports Best, broadcasting fake live and direct on the Reposted Podcast Network. I'm Larry El Guapo Olson. He's the godfather of my daughter, one of my true favorites, Uncle Kirk, filling in for the great Andrew Keller. Mr. Peterson, we have the NBA playoffs. We have baseball. We have Euro soccer. We have golf. We have the Olympic trials underway. Yet you, my friend, keep it real and keep me focused on hockey for God's sakes. Thank you, Uncle Kirk, for keeping it real. Hey, man, I do what I can. Uh, I got a shout out from a uh, super fan of the show, Wes, saying, wow, aren't you guys talking about some hockey? Well, we'll, we'll... Okay. So uh, we got a little bit of uh, feedback on the on the Twitter. Uh, at Doc Alyssa wrote, at Uncle Kirk on Fest <laughs> is like listening to a less intelligent, more inflammatory version of Stephen A. Smith. I uh, <laughs> took that personally. I'm going to try to do a better job at Doc oh. Alyssa, I promise, today. Uh, but thanks for having me back for a second day in one week. Honored to have you. Uh, before we get to your favorite hockey, I believe we got to start with some hoops. Eastern Conference Finals. Hawks win game one on the road, 116-113 over the Bucks. What a game. Uh, you know, Trey Young putting up 48 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds. The Hawks keep getting it done, baby. Our, uh, our underdog team is looking good on the road. I feel like this was just perfectly set up for the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo to just win this doggone thing. But these pesky Hawks, I did this with Andrew last week. Name one other Hawk other than Trey Young. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, he's, there's a guy, right? There's a, uh, there's another guy. There's at least four others. <laughs> uh, yeah, a Tra- Trey Young kind of carried the team for sure. I mean, the Bucks struggled. Chris Middleston only put up six out of 23. He missed nine three-pointers. Uh, I guess you got to keep pulling the trigger. Uh, Giannis put up 34 points, 12 rebounds, nine assists. Um, tried to carry the team on his back, but could not get it done. Can you spell Antetokounmpo? Like, is that something you've got in your in your lexicon? Are you are you, are you testing me? Because if you no, got no. a test, I'm out of a test for you, Led. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I I'm curious how old that guy was before he could spell his own last name. I think <laughs> I would have been I'd have been 14 years old before I could spell Antetokounmpo. I can hardly well, pronounce it. Which begs the question: Like all of the Greek people I know have these really crazy last names. So are they just better spellers in Greek because they all have the big names? That may be the case. A lot of vowels, uh, and I have heard him pronounce it two different ways. It made me laugh. He seems like a, a jovial guy. But um, under I that, do, I, under that ahead. theory, though, Hawaiians must be good smellers, spellers, because Kamanawanalea, they have long names. A lot, a lot of vowels there too. Uh, <laughs> I like that the Hawks are getting this done under head coach Nate McMillan. He's the intern head interim head coach, uh, fired from the Pacers, uh, who was there for four years. He comes over and. Uh, you know, takes them to the Eastern finals and they're winning on the road. I love it. We were sitting there watching the game the other night and with me and my son, he goes like, I'm a Hawks fan. I'm like, you are? He's like, yeah, they got a dude named Trey on the team. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I guess yeah. that, that's what we go for. We are only doing this next story because the ghost of Andrew Keller looms large. He would not let it go by that the honey bun will not be participating in the Olympics. James Harden withdrawing from the U.S. men's Olympic basketball team because he's got some hamstring issues the team's of course going to be highlighted by Kevin Durant who's going for his third gold medal he joins Draymond Green there's all sorts of first timers like Damian Lillard Bradley Beal Bam Adebayo and uh, Kevin Love here's what I did Kirk I looked up the odds for the U.S. to win the gold medal at the Summer Olympic Games coming up shortly you could explain this better than me the U.S. men's team is listed at minus 360 to win the gold medal, which means what? 
All right. So when you see that, you got to assume that you're betting a hundred bucks. Like it's always a hundred buck bet. So if it's plus, that's what you'd win if you'd win a hundred bucks. In this case, you got to bet 360 to win a hundred. 360. That seems like a pretty good bet. Who's going to beat the U.S., right? Yeah. I mean, but you're still only getting a third, you know, less than a third return on your money. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, what do they call the horse jumper bet, right? You put a bunch of money on it. You make just a little bit. I'm sorry. In horse racing, they call it the bridge jumper bet. You put your entire bankroll on a almost sure thing. And if it misses, you jump off a bridge. Okay. The next closest competitor is Spain. So the U.S. is minus 360. Spain is plus a thousand. Yeah, which means that a hundred bucks will get you a thousand. So you're getting 10 to one on your money. Turkey is 10,000. Yeah, same thing. So you're, to, you're getting, yeah, that's you, for a hundred dollar bet, you get 10,000 bucks. I don't think I'd put, do that. I would hear you, you want to put some money on Turkey? No, no. My question was like, is it, it's not even US versus the field is a fair bet for the gold medal Olympics in basketball. Yeah, it's crazy how, how dominant they are. Yeah. Also, a little crazy is, you know, the la- if it goes to game seven, for the uh, the NBA, that game will end the night of July 22nd. And the first game is in, obviously, Japan, July 25th against France, which means that there's three potential players, Chris Middleton for the Bucks, Holiday for the Bucks, and Devin Booker for the Suns, all could be potentially in a getting on a private jet, flying to Japan, jet lag, showing up for game one. Damn, I feel like you're trying to show me up on my own show with your crazy stats, you son of a... <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Uh, let's move over to Major League Baseball. The Scherzer shakedown in Philly. Oh! <laughs> Did you see this video? This is I so fantastic. It. Philly's coach, Joe Girardi, calls for the rubber glove treatment <laughs> on national pitchers Max Scherzer. Uh, Phillies are down 3-1 in the bottom of the fourth. And uh, Girardi calls the umps. They go out. Scherzer's got his arms up like, are you kidding me? He throws his hat down on the ground. He starts turning his belt in and out. They give him the full pat down. Coaches start barking at each other. I I mean, it's entertaining the first time, but like if this continues in Major League Baseball, it's going to drive me crazy. What's your what's your thoughts on the uh, patting the pitchers down? Like, I, I love this and I hate this, right? I mean, there's patting the pitchers down, which is the new formula that they're instituting for pitchers. The other night, by the way, the A's pitcher, uh, Sergio Roma, had to literally took his pants off on the mound so they could search him, which I was just like, this is so great. I'm rooting for content. That's total content. But I hate what Joe Girardi did, and I love it, right? Don't you get in somebody's head to be like, no, 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 no. He's really got something. You should check again. Like, I think that's kind of a jerk move. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, might as well. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it disrupts the flow of the game. But yes. and, and like you said, it's a, um, you know, it's a, it's a mind game. Uh, he's living in there rent-free, as they say. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't love it as a strategy. But, again, if it's inside the rules, like, why not take advantage of it? I think I'm going to need to see in his jockstrap to see if he's got any sticky substances. Okay. Any of that uh, Delaware River mud in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Mud balls. Do we have any mud balls? Uh, I love this. I really want to know what the Peterson family strategy is going to be watching for the Olympics this summer. Streaming service Peacock is going to broadcast men's and women's gymnastics along with every Team USA men's basketball game plus the men's and women's 100-meter finals. Those events are going to be shown live on the on the Peacock. But if you want to watch them taped, you can get all of your big sports on NBC that night. So, you know, whenever the Olympics are here, we got the time zone difference. Do you, do you hold your eyes or cover your ears when the events are live so that you can watch them in prime time? Or do you want everything live? You know, I end up watching the Olympics and just catching it as, as I can. Like whatever happens to be on, I never quite get the events that I want, but I'm sure not going to pay five bucks a month for Peacock streaming to get on-demand Olympic content. What about you? Uh, well, 
Uh, I have the cock for free because <laughs> uh, I got an Xfinity. Someone give me that tip. Like you get cock for free if you got an Xfinity. So they downloaded that for free. So it doesn't really cost me anything to have the, the cock. Um, the eight different networks, USA, CNBC, and NBC Sports are going to be broadcasting 7,000 hours within 35 sports of the Olympics. The plan is to offer programming and break it into blocks complete with quick bits and alerts about what is going on on what channel. So what do you have to catch? Like, what is, what is your I don't want to miss it summer Olympic event? Oh, God, seriously? Like, I love you put I mean, all of it, Kirk. I want America. I want America hard and fast out there. I just got my, I get my American flag out this time during the Olympics. And I, no, I, you know what? I love just turning whatever's on. Like, hell, I'm never going to watch water polo, right? But if I sit down and I'm tired and it's on, I'm like, ah, it's cool. U.S. Ukraine in water polo or whatever it is. And then I don't ever watch it again. So I kind of, I guess maybe it's the crazy stuff. Yeah, no, I, for sure. Like in the Winter Olympics, I love the skeleton and the bobsled and some <laughs> of those like nutty, skeleton. nutty sports that you never ever curling. see otherwise. Uh, curly, not so much, although I have had a few cocktails in a bar, uh, almost got kicked out for screaming when <laughs> the U.S. men won the curling uh, a couple years back. Uh, but Summer Olympics, yeah, there's no must-see events for me. Uh, maybe the basketball this year, I'll try to tune in and grab some of those games, but uh, nothing's, nothing's getting my interest there. Speaking of Winter Olympics, let's get to it. Thank you for keeping Are me honest ready? to being a sports fan. Uh, you know, asking us to talk about hockey is like me asking my <laughs> wife to give me an in-depth review of small batch bourbon. <laughs> but, um, but that being said... It is Stanley Cup time. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the New York Islanders in game seven on the 25th. Uh, they're tied 3-3, so it's a must-win game for both teams. And then on the other side, you got the Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. You got to say Canadiens when you say their name. It's not Canadians. It's Canadiens. I don't know why, but that's a, that's a hockey thing. Uh, Knights are down two games to three. Uh, they got to win two in a row to go on to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I love me some Montreal Canadiens here. Worst team to qualify for the playoffs. Um, they came in dead last, had a huge COVID dust up. They've got a bunch of coaching changes. Uh, they did the right things. They added some depth before they got uh, past the trade deadline. But here's my favorite stat about the Canadiens. They have killed 28 penalties in playoff hockey. That is perfect. They have not had one goal scored on them in 28 attempts during uh you know, five, four man up penalty time. Um, uh, they're one game away from going to the Stanley cup. Be the first appearance since 1993 when you were, you know, 36 or something like that. I don't know what you were in 1993, but uh, it should be fun to watch. Look at you going inside baseball and hockey on this. I have a hard, fast rule about hockey postseason playoff hockey. I only watch it. If the, t the city that I live in or metropolitan area is in the playoffs, I will watch it. Otherwise I wait for the uh, Stanley cup finals which is somewhat entertaining because there's so much pressure on it. But overall, I like that you're like talking about the Canadians, like they're your St. Louis team, for God's sakes. Like you're like, oh, the Canadians, my team. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of I have a love-hate relationship with hockey. One of the best sports to see live. Bar yeah. Like if, you, if you're going to go to a live sport, like I want to go to a hockey game. Like I love live hockey. And as you know, my brother's a huge hockey fan. So I get caught up in some of the uh, St. Louis Blues uh f fanaticism uh watched them beat the sharks and then you know go on to win still a should have had a ago. bet we still should have made that bet we should we were in we could have put that bet down like that's i know i know hey lost uh lost bets are a, are a bummer okay. but uh, 
yeah, yeah singing he, he, Gloria a couple of years ago. But either way, uh, but I but I also can kind of take it or leave it. It's not it's not something I sign up to watch on a regular basis. Since I feel like you're trying to big time me here on my sports show, I feel like yeah, let's just let's toss the volley in your neck of the woods because you brought up hockey. I have names of current players on the Tampa Bay Lightning roster. You can't – don't look that up. Don't look that up. I have players that I went to the roster this morning, and they are on – they may not play, but they're on the Tampa Bay roster for the Lightning. And I have names of former presidents of France. <laughs> former presidents from the Republic of France. So I'm looking for you to tell me after I give you this name, president of France or current Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mancron does not play for the Lightning. I know that to start, so let's start okay. there, but go ahead. I'm ready for a quiz that is going to embarrass me greatly. Here we go. Tampa Bay Lightning or President of France, Alex Beret boulet uh, Definitely a Lightning. He is a Lightning. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> Jules Gravy. Jules Gravy, uh, that is a Lightning player. That is the president, former president of France. <laughs> he, he liked hockey, though. I got confused because he really liked. He liked to. Uh, he liked to fuck. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not saying this right, but Raymond Poincaré. I'm gonna need you to pronounce that correctly. So I Raymond Poincaré. He is a power forward for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a former president of France. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Barclay Goodrow. Barclay Goodrow. Uh, just on odds, I'm going to say he is a goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is on the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> roster. Pat Merron. Pat Merron. Oh, uh, that guy used to be. He's, he's definitely a uh, head of state. That guy's he's in France. Pat Merron is on the Lightning roster. <laughs> Gaston Dumaron. Gaston Dumaron. Uh, he was the 45th president of France. I think he was the 13th. Good guess. Okay. Cal Foot. Cal Foote. Foote. He's a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, isn't he? Uh, no. I'm going to go Lightning. He is a Tampa Bay Lightning. And lastly, Jemel Smith. Jemel Smith. Lightning or former president of France? That guy is a Lightning player. I would bet my life on it. I knew you'd pass. I knew you'd pass. <laughs> Just <I> barely. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> I love that game so much. Um, I, I don't necessarily watch a huge amount of the uh, NFL Underwear Olympics, otherwise known as the Combine, but uh, it's been held in Indianapolis since like 1987. So they all the players that are potentially going to get drafted in the NFL, they go take their underwear off and they bench press and they run and all the all the people there watch and see what's going on but the nfl has said we're going to open this process up and see who will pay us the highest amount of money to bring this underwear olympics to your city now i feel bad for the city of indianapolis because they kind of feel like this is their thing it's actually a really big all the agents go there it's a really big deal how do you feel about the nfl ripping the heart out of indianapolis and saying hey vegas if you give us a lot of money we'll bring it to your city you know I hadn't thought about this before, but I'm surprised it hadn't happened already. Like, how do they not? How are they not turning this into a money making event long ago? Uh, I'm surprised it took them this long to think of it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, if they can make some money doing it, they're, they're gonna, you know, get some get some more fans in the in the stands, and and uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't have any affiliation with Indianapolis keep getting to keep it as long as Rich Eisen runs that's all I want out of a combine every year I just want to watch Rich Eisen run against the uh, virtual linebackers that makes my year here's my follow-up question to you if 
by some chance the uh, combine comes to the San Francisco Bay Area and you have a chance to buy tickets, would you pay $20 to go see the combine? I would pay $20 to go see the would combine. Would you pay $50 to go see the combine? We're getting close to my limit. Would you pay $75 to go see the combine? I don't think so. <laughs> so 50 bucks is it. You'll go see a dude running his underwear for 50 bucks, <laughs> but that's it. You know, the other thing I love to watch, other than Rich Eisen, which I think is the best, um, is I like the uh, the wide receivers. Like when they do the, yeah. the, the catch from each direction and then run down the field, like the athleticism there. Like I don't need to see guys jump or run the 40-yard uh, dash. Like that's not interesting to me. It's it's really the skills portion of it. The quarterbacks targeting balls, the wide receivers catching. Uh, I think that stuff is is fun to watch. I like anybody listening. He's like, damn, that Uncle Kirk. He spends his time watching the wide receivers and watching hockey. This guy, this guy, <laughs> he's, he's all over he's, it. He is a Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> enthusiast. <laughs> I'm not sure we do, but let's go on anyway. Do it! Uh, 30 active PGA members live in Palm Beach County. And the question is, why all these guys live in Palm Beach County? And the article that you sent to me says, because Jack Nicholas started living in Jupiter, Florida. I think this is nonsense. I think this article is sucking up to uh, Nicholas, which the entire golf industry has done forever. That guy is so full of himself, it makes me crazy. Uh, I think people live in Jupiter, Florida, because there's good golf, there's good weather, there's no state taxes, uh, and that's where their buddies are at. They live in Arizona or they live in Florida. They can play golf year-round, and they don't have to pay state income tax. Am I wrong? Well, it, tax is number one, right? I mean, that's it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I mean, if you're a golfer, you probably don't want to live in Texas, right, because it's hot. I mean, I know it's hot in Florida, too, but, like, it's perfect to be a golfer with no taxes and live in Florida. Yeah, and there's, you know, some of them – premier golf courses are down there and and like i said also in the phoenix area that's that's the two areas of the u.s where professional golfers tend to congregate and i think you know uh for sure that there's some sense that like oh well this is where you know brooks and dj and tiger live like i might as well go live down in that area and get into some games at islesworth or wherever they're playing but um, do you think that happens? That was my question. Like, do you think just because Brooks lives down there and is in the mix that they like, hey, it's Tuesday, let's go get a game with such and such? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I think it's not always just pros, but I think a lot of those guys specifically in the Arizona area end up playing together on the off weeks or practice sessions and whatnot just to keep their skills sharp. Have you, uh, you, you've had to have been at a course where there's like some professional golfers around. Uh, I met Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill one time. Yes, that is. Yeah, one of the one of the highlights of my life. Did, was there a lot of professional PGA players at his club? Uh, there were a few, uh, you know. But it's when you're walking around a golf course, if you don't know who you're looking for, and this is the beauty in my mind of being a PGA professional. Like outside of you know a couple really enthusiastic fans. Who knows what Xander Shoffley looks like? I mean, who's going to pick him out of a crowd in an airport? So you can be one of the top, you know, 20 players in the world, as long as you're not, you know, Tiger, Dustin, Rory, uh, Patrick Reed, Bryson. You know, you can you can go through life relatively unscathed by autograph-seeking people, unless you're on the course, and, you know, then, then you get the fame you want. How dare you? I bet Max Homa gets bombarded when he's trying to take a leak at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, Homa probably does. Well, but I mean, maybe not. That's a good question. 
how, but he's kind of put himself out there on social media. I mean, I know what he looks like, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I think that you can be a, that golf is, the, is a sport where you can be a super high ranked guy and you very rarely get recognized. And I wonder if they enjoy that. Like, like Hovland, whatever that guy is, the young guy on the, you know, young yeah. whippersnapper. He wants to be, he's a millennial. He wants people to look at him. You think he's like walking through the airport with a, I'm a professional golf shirt on so that people like pay attention to him? You know, maybe at the beginning, but I think by the time you get to where you're, uh, you know, Jim Furyk or somebody that's been around this forever, like, ah, it's nice to be able to, you know, put a hat on and just disappear into a crowd. Uh, You know, different than I think a lot of other famous people that are going to get recognized no matter where they go. You know, actors and musicians for sure. Just tell me the odds that you're going to be on a plane someday and you're going to hear over the loudspeaker when you're landing. Uh, Xander Shoffley, would you please stay in your seat when we have landed? Xander Shoffley, please stay in your seat. And everybody be looking around because nobody <laughs> knew who it was. This has been Sports Fest. That's Uncle Kirk. We only get him a couple times a year because the great Andrew Keller normally sits in the seat, but we're so thankful that you're our hot. Listen, I can't tell you enough how, like, I got a hockey guy. Most people don't got like a hockey guy in life. I got a hockey guy that's keeping me honest. I know a guy that's a hockey guy. That's the, that's the end of that. That's it. We are broadcasting on the a Reposted Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. See you next time.